Welcome to Midpoint, OCC's midweek podcast aimed at helping you connect with last week's message and prepare you for next week's sermon. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to Midpoint, your midweek connection to Orchards Community Church. I'm here with Wesley. Hello. And we are going to be talking about the WB Ruin. We ruined the story of Samson. Actually, kind of Samson kind of ruined that for himself. He did, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we're going to be talking about that and then also what to um, expect this week in church and uh, and uh, coming up on the – we're going to new service style and then also um, continuing on in our series through Anchored. So anyways, hi, Wesley. Hello. How are you doing, Brenton? This has been a weekend for you. This has been a very long weekend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good weekend. But yeah, just a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Just coming off the uh, end of October event that we did for the youth, which was was really fun. Yes. I don't even know that you stepped off the stage on Sunday. It was like WB show done, straight into setting up for practice. Yeah. And then, yeah, lights and boom. Yeah. Jump right in. Which was good stuff. But I got to play my guitar, so that's always fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to do some ZZ Top, so that was fun. Got to got to do a little improv solo, so that was kind of fun. Yeah. You had hair. I did have hair. Yeah. It's <laughs> 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 always fun. Yeah. It was, it was a good time. It was a good time. Yeah, well, uh, we didn't get any questions, which means that theologically we nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were like next story. Next like, story. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, where can, <laughs> where do we, not? We're good. We're yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. So so now now the next however many minutes this is going to be will be a punishment. Yeah. To everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. for... <laughs> Uh, man, there were so many questions that you could have taken. This, oh yeah. But yeah. Uh, part of me is like, okay, I'm glad. <laughs> no mm-hmm. questions. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Samson is a weird story. It, it is a weird story. Uh, it was really cool. Um, uh, I, I won't say her name, but somebody asked us, like, why why did God include the story of Samson in the Bible? Because it's extremely messy, mm-hmm. and there's so many. Just like, man, wh- why? Why are you? Why? You know? Mm-hmm. And just to uh, um, just to answer it and just go, it's because we're messy too. Like this is. This is our lives, and, you know, before God. If you lay it all out, lay out all our sins, lay out all our struggles, like, I mean, I mean that's kind of how we come to the cross is we're just, we're broken as well. And God's like, hey, I'm still going to use you. I'm still going to do mm-hmm. some amazing things through you. And um, yeah, so it's like, it gives, it gives me confidence of like, oh, okay, God can use Samson. He can use me too. Because I'm I'm just as bad sometimes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I mean it's it's kind of interesting. I don't, I don't know that this is the case necessarily, but <clears throat> Samson even is kind of a reflection of Israel in some ways. Because like, okay, they get rescued from the Philistines, but like Israel just stays as Israel. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they, they don't learn. They're not lesson. like, oh, we're so glad. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks God. Now, yeah, now yeah. I'm going to be all better. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's not how it goes. No, <laughs> at all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of a lot of places that that uh, a lot of different directions that we could have gone on this one. One one of the things is that I heard a podcast just about how you know, like if <clears throat> it was just about uh, religious leaders falling from grace for whatever reason, mm. um, and um, a guy was just kind of trying to analyze like um, what. Uh, um, 
like should I just disband everything that this guy ever said or you know whatever yeah. whatever that whatever that is and and he kind of used the story of Samson um you know to, as a application of like what we should do with that kind of stuff like like no God is still working in that stuff you you can't you you can you can say that person was broken but God is still in that yeah. and you need to not be blind to that portion yeah and um, that's so crazy like I mean that's I mean crazy good mm-hmm. like that's yeah, because I, I struggle with that too. Of just like, man, this guy did whatever it was, or this you know leader did whatever he did or she did or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, nope, nope. I'm gonna throw baby out with the bathwater. Yeah. I mean, I I had a so the pastor who baptized me, um, ended up leading his church not in a very good way. I'm just gonna say that mm-hmm. that there was some stuff that happened, and um caused a lot of pain in the wake and he didn't handle it appropriately. And I remember one day just thinking like, man, why did, why did that guy, why did I let that guy baptize me? Like as I, you know, I mean, not that baptism saves or anything like Mm -hmm. that, but it was a, it was a big moment in my walk with Christ. And I'm like, man, this guy, like he was a great preacher and preached the word. And, um, I mean, it was, part of his preaching was why I left, you know, Mormonism. And because it was just like, man, I'm, I'm hearing God's word preached from a guy who can preach, a guy who knows the Bible well and can expository uh, preach it well and argue things. And like, it was just so good. And um, and then the, when all that kind of stuff came out, I was like, man, he, he, he tainted my baptism. Like he tainted my Christian walk. And I was like, no, he didn't. Like, it's not about that. Like... Mm-hmm. God used him for a time, even though he was a sinner and broken as well. God used him and your walk is your walk. And so that's like, they, they don't, they're not related. It's not like mm-hmm. God goes, oh, well, that guy did this. So therefore yours is, you know, less than or whatever. Um, so man, that's a, that's a cool thought to even just tie that back to Samson of like, I mean, Samson was broken and did terrible things, morally bad things, mm-hmm. and yet Israel was saved. God still used him in a mighty way and then put him in his Bible. Like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Just crazy. Mm-hmm. And then he gets mentioned again in the New Testament. I mean, that's even crazier to me. Yeah. <clears throat> As like the hall of faith, like yeah. the dude, the champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The same thing with David, though, like with David yeah. and, and... Even like, Solomon, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dave, David, Solomon, I mean, you could really list anybody. Yeah. Um, but like even David, it really bugs me sometimes of just like David was a man after God's own heart. I'm like, yeah, but did you see what, like, do you see David's folly? Did you see what happened to him? Like, Mm -hmm. and I don't know, maybe that's the justice side in me of, you know, the Batman side of me that's wanting to have everything be right and put it in categories Mm -hmm. so that I can like rationalize it and think through it and go, okay, this is, if I do this, then good. And if I don't do this, then it's bad or whatever. And man, I'm, I'm glad I'm not calling the shots up there. That's all mm-hmm. I got to say. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even going back to, you know, a pastor that, that falls from grace or whatever, whatever it may be, you know, it's like, um, I guarantee you there were a lot of people praying for whoever that is, you mm-hmm. know, picture X guy in your head. There were a lot of people praying for for that guy and for what God is doing through him, and God answered some of those prayers, you know, <clears throat> um, despite what 
they were doing in their own life, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, that, and that is a, a cool thing just about how, how good God is and how sovereign he is, how in control of everything that he is. Yeah. Yeah. It is a, it is a good thing. He can even use me in children's ministry somehow. Yeah. It's very humbling to think that because you're, I mean, I think we as humans kind of rank sins, even though we're not supposed to, mm-hmm. but we rank sins. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the the one I'm thinking about, um, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say his name. But Ravi Zacharias was the one guy that, mm-hmm. um, huge apologist, mm-hmm. um, did some really cool um, books and um uh, really was was a lot of the in my apologetics early on mm-hmm. um was like oh man this dude's so smart and he mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. and he was brilliant and helped a lot of people mm-hmm. be able to argue the faith and i mean like a brilliant mind um but he did some shady stuff mm-hmm. and hurt a lot of people mm-hmm. and hurt his family and hurt his wife and like man that's it, it was such a huge fall and yeah you easily want to just go yeah, no. especially him where the fall happened after he died. Yeah. Like, and then you're just like, man, that just doesn't seem very just. But yeah. like, it rocked radio stations, and uh, you know, like, yeah, it's like one day they just had to decide, like, well, we've got this hour in the morning, <laughs> you know, like, what yeah. do we do with this? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, how many people it affected? Um, but yeah. it's very humbling to to have the perspective of, man, like I'm. I'm, I need Jesus as much as he does. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I'm not perfect either. And like we did with Samson, where we listed out his, what, 138, mm-hmm. you know, violations of the law. Mm-hmm. That was the only ones that were listed. Um, it's easy to, to look at, you know, the, the 1038 and go, man, that's, you know, Samson was so bad. I've only done 98, you know, or 107 or whatever mm-hmm. it was. Uh, it's a, it's a, better perspective and a, and a truer perspective is to go now, man, if I've, if I've sinned and I've broken one law, I'm guilty as breaking all of them. Mm-hmm. And so I am, you know, I come to the foot of the cross of just like, God, how, how could you even use me? How could you even love me? Your grace is so great. And just to, to see that side of things and just go, man, I, it, that could have been me and praise God it wasn't. And how can I, how can I love? How can I show grace? How can I forgive? How can I be humble in how God is using me and not, you know, pride myself or whatever? Because I think pride is the the main root, I think, of a lot of the, a lot of the falls of pastors or uh, apologists or whoever, mm-hmm. you know, authors or whatever. Um, it's just a lot of pride. It's that the, what was it? Um, James was talking uh, a couple weeks ago about how when uh, Paul and Barnabas came in and they were like, oh, let's praise you, let's worship you, let's, you know, put an altar up. And it's like, no, 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 we're just guys. Like, we're we're not the ones to, mm-hmm. to look at. We are, we're just messengers of the true God, so don't worship us. And I think when you, when you do something well, especially when God is blessing it, it's easy to get prideful. It's easy to get in your own head and mm-hmm. go, yeah, I am pretty good. Mm-hmm. So it's a yeah. good perspective. Yeah, and it's, it's a unique being on this side of ministry. I mean, like, I'm sure you could say this too, where it's like, I never imagined I would be where I'm at now. Like, there's no, like, it, it's it's weird to walk across the, I guess, the pastoral line. Mm-hmm. And you're like, man, like, 
it must just be this giant leap. And it's like, no, no, no. I stumbled across <laughs> and I'm still on my face. Yeah. <laughs> I was dragged across the rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it, it seemed so big, you know, especially when I, when I was really, <clears throat> when my actions really started reflecting um, my belief, you know, yeah. <clears throat> like I, I remember when that started, like I just, it just seemed like this huge chasm, but it's like, no, I mean, it is a huge chasm, but the chasm is 100% filled by God. Mm-hmm. Um, and anybody can cross that chasm because, like, God fills in your gaps miraculously. Yeah. I mean, if if anybody knew me um, 10 years ago, even, um, there you would not believe that I would be a children's pastor. Yeah. Like, like I mean, uh, I mean, people always used to make fun of me because I'm like... You know, uh, I mean, you know this. Like, I'm like serial killer house. Like, I've got nothing on my walls. Yeah. And like, except for like the one picture of somebody hung up as a joke and I just left it there. But it's like creepy now, you know? <laughs> you know? Like, you open my drawers and they're like perfectly organized and like, yeah. Um, you know, very little personality. Um, and then just like, I got, I, I vividly remember having this conversation with Heather. Um, when I first started um, helping in children's ministry with her, because that was her heart, mm-hmm. um, and, and it just grew into into my heart as well. And um, but like I I remember telling Heather like, girls and boys are very different. And I remember like there was a point where I was like, when I started getting older, because I mean I was pretty ignorant, um, um, just the way I grew up and. But like, I just seriously thought it was like, oh, maybe around 15, 16, you know, boys and girls just part ways, you know. Um, but after working with kids, you're like, oh, no, it's from birth. Yeah. There's a difference. And you may not be able to put your finger on it, but you're like, they're different. Yeah. <laughs> to, to teach them is different. To yeah. how they play is different. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. From the very beginning. And then and you don't even need to generalize. It's just like, oh, wow. And I remember that blowing my mind. Yeah. Like, wow, there's way more to this. Um, you know, and now here, here I am. And it's, it's totally because of God, you know, Mm -hmm. there's no question. Like there, there's no reason, um, there's no logical reason I would have changed otherwise. Like I don't, there's nothing in this world that would have changed my heart for children. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Except for God. And I'm glad he did. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. You said crossing the pastoral line. And I was just thinking about it. Like, I remember thinking, like, oh, man, they're a pastor. Like, they are so smart. Mm-hmm. They are, like, and I'm like, man, when, when, you know, I guess once you get ordained or once you become, you know, you get that title that you, like, the cosmos open up and you you understand the Bible more. Or you're, And I'm like, I feel like I'm the same guy. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't, there's nothing magical about the position. It's just, like, this is just my job. Mm-hmm. And... I'm I'm now in charge of this. That's mm-hmm. that's really what this is. And I've been I mean I've been given gifts, and you've been given gifts too. But yeah, you think there's that magical mm-hmm. thing of like, man, I'm just gonna like you like I'm gonna instantly you know fall in love with serving kids, and things are gonna click. And it's like, no, I I still I'm still me. Mm-hmm. I'm just now pastor me. Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah, it's just you funny. and I you and I had the conversation. Brenton's been helping me out in. Uh, um, children's some, which has been pretty cool. I like having you there. Yeah. Um, but that is not y- your favorite thing in the world. It's not my gifting. It's, yeah. <laughs> but you're, the, but you're doing it. And I remember you had a conversation with me and I've told a lot of people this, but, uh, oh, you, were like, you were like, uh, 
Well, I mean, you've been with me for a lot of times, but you said like, man, I just, I feel like I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, and I told you that, and, I, and this is totally true. Like that feeling never goes away. You just get more used to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. <laughs> so, bu- uh, so buckle up. <laughs> but but it, the lie is like, you think that everybody else knows what they're doing. Yeah. And like you walk yeah. in and you're like, oh man, they know where to stand. They, you know, they know what to say. They know, you know, and then really they're just like, I guess I'm going to stand here and I guess I'm going to say this. Like, mm-hmm. it, like no one knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they're all just spirit led, yeah. you know, and just doing the best they can and serving the best they can. And mm-hmm. yeah, we figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, I think we've gone over this before, um, but I just... The, the process of coming about these family services is kind of fun. It's kind of stressful, too. This one was probably one of the more stressful ones, and I don't think it needed to be, but we it just became that way. Probably because we waited too long to, yeah. to, to do this. Yeah, well, and then it, it, it just has been a relentless two months, and the fall always is for me, mm-hmm. um, which didn't help because, I mean, like I wrote the initial part of the script like a month ago, but then it took – you a week to review it. Mm-hmm. Then it took me a week to re-review that. Yep. And then before we knew it, it was like, bam. You're like, oh, we got to do it this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Somebody said like, you guys should do this like more often. Yeah. I was like, no, we can barely do we it could, this often. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's part of me. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's a lot of work. It is. It is a ton it's, of work. And it's, it's a huge blessing. And I, I don't want to yeah. say that as, as like, I'm complaining. Like it's a lot of work, but it's, it's good work and it's fun. And I know a lot of people get a lot about it, get a lot out of it, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it's a lot. It is a lot. It is a lot. And, and the, um, well, I mean, basically the way we basically do this is, so I, I have a, I have a thing. I can't really act very well outside of myself. Like, I don't know. Um, I don't know what it is. It's just, it is very, and I just get very uncomfortable if I have to do it. Um, like I would be super nervous if I have to act outside myself. So usually what happens is, um, I write a script, which is usually just basically an outline. I try not to get too carried away now. Um, and then why? (laughs) (laughs) Tell them why. Uh, Because Brendan's just going to rewrite it anyway. Uh, which I'm fine with. I, I really am fine with. Um, what is annoying is if I write it all the way out and then you change it, then it's annoying because it's just a waste of my time. Um, so usually I'm just trying to write kind of the meat of it. Um, then you rewrite it um, with some jokes and yeah. and make it flow better and transitions and make my my fl- thoughts actually actually fluid. Yeah. And then uh, then usually we start practicing it out loud, and then we don't like any of the jokes we do, um, and then we just keep joking around the entire time we're practicing. Then we write those jokes <laughs> yes. into the script because, <laughs> because uh, you know we're you know a little immature, and we find those jokes funny yeah. every single time. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of times when we're laughing on stage, that's us still laughing at our jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yep, yep, and that's that's kind of how that's kind of how they 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 come about. Um, well, and this time around, like you, I, I, I mean, Wesley is. If you guys don't know Wesley, he's really good at like peering into your soul and telling you your your biggest sins. <laughs> 
And so Wesley doesn't shy away from any of that stuff. Uh, and you you pegged me like <laughs> like man, like yep, that's what I do. And yeah. So I like going into this script, I was like, okay, I, I wanna maintain what you're saying, but kind of just draw it out and make it a little bit more, like you said, fluid. Yeah. And I think it worked. I mean it felt a lot more natural. Yeah. So yeah, this one was a little bit different because um we weren't targeting the story. We had a purpose with this story more so in the past where we've really analyzed the story itself. Mm-hmm. Um, where this time it was like um, kind of what we were talking about with with our heroes of of our own faith, you know, whether that be a pastor or whoever brought us to faith or whatever. Yeah. Um, kind of that that thing of like like it is really important to have faith in the one that gives strength, mm-hmm. not in the strength. Yeah. Um, and, and life will, if the sooner you figure that out, which none of us really do, but the more you realize that the less hurts you will have going through life. Yeah. So, yeah. Speaking of, I'm just going to throw this at you. Mm -hmm. Who is your hero of, of the faith? Like if you had like your own personal hero, like, I I mean, you can say like Martin Luther King or whoever, like, but who is your, your, uh, Yeah, so I've, Samson. Yeah, so I've talked about this uh, in um, a podcast a long time ago with James, I think. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to – those of you that know him, we're going to know him, and those of you that aren't, aren't. Um, but it's a guy named Scott Lawrence, um, and he was here for a long time. Uh, and um, for those of you that don't know, I was raised Catholic. And, uh, um, like, Catholics are just very regimented about, like, you do this, and then you do this, and then you do this. Well, it just ends when you leave high school. And so I'm like, well, I like, it's kind of funny how God used it, but it's like, I was just like, well, what's the next thing? Yeah. And it's like, well, it's a college group, I guess. Well, the Catholics don't have anything like that. At least at the time they didn't. And so I started looking for a college group, um, kind of found the one here um, at Orchards and and Scott and his li- wife uh, were leading that group. And I remember like um, hearing some anti-Catholic things, like he was never attacking Catholic, but, but uh um, just kind of like not everybody's saved stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, well, they get a second chance, you know, like he's like, mm, I don't think so. You know, <laughs> you know, and I remember being angry. Like yeah. I remember being angry Yeah. and I stopped coming for a while. Um, and I don't know why, um, I kind of got into a friend group that, that was kind of coming. And so I started coming back. Um, and I don't know why, but Scott just poured into me. I got, I don't, I, I would be interested to know why me. You know, like I, yeah. I feel like of the group there, um, on paper, I made the least sense. You know, I don't, I don't know why. Um, you know, and I met Heather, and then Heather was kind of a part of this um, as well um, during this time. Um, and he um, was really into um, creation apologetics, um, and uh, I just remember like learning some of that stuff and going like, there is other views that are really good that the world is trying to hide. Like, does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. I remember vividly feeling that, like, like, why hasn't some of these things even been presented to me? Like, these makes, yeah. this stuff makes sense. Yeah. Like, I, I think this logical to follow. Um, and so I just kind of got this <clears throat> point where I was like, man, like, I just started just being kind of hung on every word that he said. Um, and, uh, you know, not that he's perfect and I know he would not say that, that he is, but, um, yeah, it just grew into where I, where I kind of am now. I mean, he's kind of supporting me. And I remember, uh, when he told me that he was moving, like it hit me 
hard. Yeah. Like I felt lost for a long time. Yeah. In fact, I would say up until shortly before I started working here, like if that had not worn off, Mm -hmm. I don't know that I would have taken this job. Like I just felt totally lost. And that was a bad pedestal to put him on. Yeah. Um, because he couldn't live up to it. That's not fair to him. Yeah. Um, also, I'm missing like who was doing the work. Yeah. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. So I totally put him up on a hero pedestal for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I I love him. I miss him dearly. <laughs> I wish he was here. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of times I'm like, I just, I just wish he was here. And I, you know, I could call him and he would, he, I'm sure he would answer and talk to me. But, you know, I'm not very good at that. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. That's definitely that would definitely be mine, one hundred percent. Yeah. So. Yeah. I remember you telling me that story. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and I don't know why me. I I'd be interested to know, but I also probably don't want to know. You know. Yeah. But and they just, I mean, they poured into my wife and I together. I just, it was just a, um, um, he he taught me how to lead a little bit, um, and it was super messy. Like I think back to that time, and I'm like, what? why did he let me do that? You know, like, yeah. like how, how I could fail so miserably in some ways. Like I think back and I'm like, I can't believe I said that. I can't. And like, I never felt that from him though. You yeah. know, like I just felt like, like no, this is part, you know, yeah, I'm here. Uh, you did a good job. Just keep going. You yeah. know? Yeah. So do you oh, have, man, that's cool. Yeah. What about yourself? Uh, his name's Wesley. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I do his job a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. If it, yeah, there's a, um, you know, our uh, administrative uh, or our, our whatever you want to call that job, um, office administrator, yeah, yeah. also does my job a lot. But no, and I tease you, you do your job very well. Yeah, yeah thank you. Um, so do I. I have two heroes that I can think of. One of them, I, I just shared about the, the, the pastor who uh, baptized me, um, was for a while he was a hero of mine. Like I was just like, man, this guy's so good and... Um, like he he can he's so smart like I want to be like him and and like man it'd be so so cool to to know the Bible that well and to to speak with that authority or to um, to just be so confident in the Bible and confident in God and to mm-hmm. you know like man like like I remember I mean it was a short time it was a short season for me um, but I was just like man he's so like he's a godly man and then he fell from grace and uh, it was it was it was hard for me a little bit. Um, and it was just, it was a, a good reminder of me just, you know, don't put people on a pedestal and, and whatnot. And mm-hmm. I had, I had a, a, a group of friends and family and Erlene's family that kind of, um, were going through kind of the same things. And we all kind of were like, no, God's still in control. Like we just kept looking back to God. So that was good. Um, it, it's really funny to say, but one of the hero of my faith, uh, uh-huh, is, um, and I say it's funny because my brother, who is uh, not a believer, uh, he, if you've uh, plugged for my book, if you've read my book, um, <clears throat> anyway, and it you sold you on Amazon. Book? You have a book? I do. <laughs> <laughs> you, need to get, you need to give me the audio version of that. <laughs> I know. I'm not going to read it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just give, give you the audio and you just that's how you're gonna go to sleep every night. It's yeah. just chapter one. I, I would listen to it, I would. I I don't want to read it to you though. <laughs> <laughs> um anyway. But no, my brother growing up was um he was the the guy that always believed. He had the faith, lived his convictions. Um and even now, I mean, he's he's got some some weird convictions, but he still lives his convictions. Um, and, but, but anyway, just growing up, I remember just seeing his faith. Um, and even though, you know, it was, it was the LDS, LDS faith. Um, I remember watching him and just being like, man, my brother's like, he believes this. And so I believed it. Um, and then when he came back from, uh, his mission, he had some questions and was like, just kind of wrestling through his own faith. And just like, man, I still believe in God, but this seems weird. And and like, he was kind of wrestling with that. And that caused me to wrestle with my faith. And then, you know, years later, I became a pastor. It was kind of, I mean, I had to become a Christian first and then moving on. But, um, but he's always been one of those ones to me that I was like, man, I just still, I still look up to him. Maybe it's because he's my brother or maybe because he's my older brother, um, but he was, what's, he was, what's the age gap? Are you okay? Tell me that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he is four and a half years older, five years, something like that. Yeah. I mean, he, he graduated in 98 and I graduated in 2002. So yeah, four years ish. Um, <clears throat> but he, uh, like he was a hero of mine, uh, a hero of my faith. And, uh, oddly enough, like we don't have the f- same faith, um, but even when I was doing, my, you know, my seminary work or whatever, I'd call him up and talk to him about it and, you know, listen to his wisdom because he's a smart dude. And um, it's, like I said, it's really weird to say that he is a hero of my faith when, when we don't believe at all. And we, we like, not argue, but we have discussions back and mm-hmm. forth. And he's like, yeah, man, I just don't, I just don't see it. And um, those conversations are hard, but I, I would still kind of put him in that category just because of what he meant to me in my faith yeah, of God. So, but again, I mean, God works through that stuff. Yeah. I mean, there, there's no, there's no question about that. <clears throat> yeah. That's cool. I've never heard that before. No. Thanks for sharing that. Well, if you would read my book, <laughs> you would have. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I just, I'm not a, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, yeah. I'm a slow reader. My, I, my wife and I have this problem in devotionals. This is totally derailing. Um, she reads very fast. And she wants to read at her pace, and I can't keep up. Um, You're like, I'm still looking at the pictures. Okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that is pretty much how different we are in reading, uh, and so we don't do devotions together very well because, uh, uh, yeah, uh, the speed of which yeah. we wish to go through them is is different. Um, so anyway, that's funny. My wife's a, a quick reader as well. And we were in a small group and we were, <laughs> we were the youngest couple in the small group. And, um, like they would have like all of us just read and we'd kind of read through the Bible or this section of the book or whatever. And they gave it to her <laughs> and she read and they all like kind of stopped and they're like, how fast are you reading? And she's like, what? And we're like, they're like, we couldn't keep up. Like we had to just, <laughs> just like they put their books down and they just kind of sat and listened. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> and so then for the longest time, every time Merlene read, she had to go like, 
And lo and behold, like it was very slowed down. And it was really came, funny. And thus came her newscaster voice. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's good. From CSPN. That's an earlier callback. Yeah. Good call. <clears throat> She's well well practiced at that. Yeah. And I tease. I, 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 I actually don't even like talking about that I have a book. I mean, I joke around with people. But for those of you listening, like I, I tease people but I, I'm really not like I'm an author. Like I, I it's not a big deal. <laughs> so just want you guys to hear that. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, moving. Do you think on. if we published our scripts for the family service, if anybody I, buy them, I thought about it. <laughs> Did Mike, you? Mike, <laughs> you know, you, after you do, uh, you know, the after we do the WB show or whatever, and you're you're on that high of like, man, that was so good. Mm-hmm. I'm like, other churches should do this. Yeah. Because we do this really well. And then the next day, I'm like, I'm not gonna tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. What do you think we do well? Um, in like in the the service. Yeah. Like when you leave the service, like what are you feeling like? Like what, regardless of actual successes or failures, or just yeah, like yeah. like what are you feeling is like? Wow, we just nailed that. I think we do a really good job of talking through a biblical story in a way that is engaging for all people. I, I think. If they're willing to hang out with us, like if they're willing to give us however much time, 20, 30 minutes, um, I think it's it's entertaining and engaging and um, challenging all in the same. I, I think we do a really good job um, of intermixing um, real questions. I mean, I, I think um, this, this, ta- this past time when we were like, isn't that just a cop-out answer? Like mm-hmm. to say, oh, he had faith, that's a cop-out answer. To be able to say that in a service and address that is huge because you don't really, I mean, we, we try to do it and in, in preaching, but in that context, it's a little bit easier to throw out there because we're having a dialogue rather than a sermon um, preaching. So I think being able to address those questions and wrestle the text in a very informative and educational and entertaining way, I think we do that pretty well, I would say. Very nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. No, I, th- I think, I mean, I think so too. I mean, sometimes those questions are ones that we're wrestling with ourselves. Yeah. <clears throat> so. And we have to just answer it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we, we do need this in here, but we also don't know what's going on here. So we need to try to explain it. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I think, I think it works out good. I, the, um, this is probably gonna be a little choppy here, but um, you know, it's what you get. You didn't ask us any questions, so yeah. you know, you get choppy. You know, you just get <laughs> rattling off. That's right. <laughs> First thing that comes to that's, mind. That's right. I do hope you're listening. And one of the things of of these family services that that is was important to me and and. Um, I remember you and I writing down like kind of the goals on our first family service, the, the Zacchaeus mm. one. Yeah, classic. Yeah, classic. it was a classic one. It, that one. That one. Still off. one of my favorites. It is, yeah. It just went so it went so well. And I mean, I don't want to get too caught up in stuff, but like the spiritual warfare before that one. Like mm-hmm. uh how sick I was, uh <laughs> and you being gone. Yeah. And, like it, it was it was amazing that that got pulled together the way it did. Yeah. Um and I was I was so sick. And you were sick because mm-hmm. you had gotten sick. Uh anyway. Um I, like I remember, uh, I'm getting off tangent here, yeah. but I remember timing my medicine because I was like, I don't want to be higher than a kite, but I needed to last through the 10:30 service. 
I don't want to be able, I don't want it to wear off. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, yeah, the the it was a it was, that was a, a ton of fun. Um but when we were when we were planning even that initial one, like um we 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 know how hard it is as parents to lead your kids in the way that they should go. Like it is it is I, I think I think every parent feels the weight of it. Um and and I think I think parents have good intentions um with the things they do, but like it's just really easy to get in the weeds mm-hmm. and then just go, man, I like like my feet are stuck. Like I'm I'm here, you know? Yeah. And and uh it's so easy to um and I've I've shared this before on a podcast and I'll share it again. Like like here's a just a simple thing that happened to me. Um and I'm a pastor. So like hear this as somebody who's just like you. Um we used to pray with with my boy um before he we went to bed and and like it was a fun thing and um you know, we'd pray for certain things or certain people and he would bring up people and his sphere of influence was pretty small. So it was a lot of praying for the same people, same things over and over. Yeah. Um, it was a good thing and he, and he enjoyed it and he would join in it. Um, then he started making up people, um, that weren't real. And then it, and then it, it slowly morphed into like this delay. So he didn't have to go to bed. Um, and then we just stopped. Like we, we just, Heather and I just couldn't reel it back in, Yeah. you know, like we tried, um, and it just, it just, it became a stressor for us. Um, um, the bedtime routine was already getting out of control for us. Yeah. He wasn't sleeping very good. It was all these things and we just stopped. Um, and we never really got back into it. Like mm-hmm. we just, I mean, still to this day we haven't like, we've tried to put in some different things in that spot, but, um, like I, I think that's the struggle with a lot of things, mm-hmm. um, whether it's you're trying to do devotionals or scripture memorization or just trying to read a Bible story. And so one of the things about these family services is like we know how hard it is. And and we hope that these are like a, an opportunity for you to join along us in that struggle. Yeah. Like we're in that same boat as parents. And we hope that this can be a time where you come with your family, you hear the same message, you hear us wrestling, excuse me, you hear us wrestling through that message as well. Mm-hmm. And you go, we just hope that you feel encouraged that, hey, we went through this together as a family. We heard the same message. Um, and I can leave here and we can try to wrestle through these things as a family outside of the church walls. Um, and even if it doesn't work out that way, um, you know, just giving you the opportunity to take advantage of that, even just that once a quarter, I think it's just so beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. One also having um, your kids see you giving priority to God, mm-hmm. um, I, I think is a, is a huge deal. Um, it is. Man, I'm in there too. There's so many things that are running through my mind as you're talking about just difficulties of parenting. Oh, man. Um and uh, we, we pray often of like, man, God, just please be with our kids. Please heal our kids, heal their heart, heal their mind. Um, <laughs> fill the gap from how I'm, how good of a parent I'm supposed to be to, you know, where I am. Can you fill that gap with your grace? Mm-hmm. Because that is a, a widening gap. And um, man, even in failures and stuff like that, like just for your kids, to, you know, I mean, it, there's, I think there's a way that we as parents can do that well mm-hmm. and do that 
in a, in a very harmful way. Like we can, um, we can be bad parents, um, whatever that looks like in your mind and then come to church and pretend everything's okay and pretend like, Oh no, God's got this and everything's great. And you know, like kind of that duality of, of faces or you can come to church and just be like, man, I'm, I'm broken and I need, I need this time. I need this time with God to repent. I need this time with God to pray over my family, to pray over my, my household. Um, I need to be fed God's word because I want to be a better parent. I want to do this well. And I want you to see that, that even in my mistakes, even in my struggles, I'm still leaning into God. I'm still doing this. And the, the family services, um, are kind of an opportunity to do that for you. Um, and, and even as we move forward in this new phase, um, in our church of, of having everybody, you know, worship music together, singing along and stuff like that. Like that is a time that we can really communicate to our kids with our actions, mm -hmm. um, communicate with our presence of, I need this. Like, this is just not something that I'm doing because I, I want something to do on Sunday morning or Monday night. Like this is not just filler. Like this is life giving. This exactly. is this is what I need. Um, I need God's grace. I need God God's wisdom. I need God's forgiveness. Um, I need God's um, sovereignty in my life. I need to be reminded of these truths because we're we all fall short of the glory of God, especially as parents. Uh, when you're responsible for one, two, three, seven little ones, and you're responsible for you know not only just keeping them alive because they do a lot of weird things. <laughs> like, that's going to kill you. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but also their, their spiritual um, health, like you are not responsible for it, but you are t you're responsible to guide them. You're responsible to teach them, to, um, to pray over them, to, to lead them, to guide them. And man, that's hard. That's a hard job. And so as a church, we don't want to fail you and, and not give you opportunities in which to show your kids that this matters. And not only this matters because you're willing to wake up early and get dressed and come out here on a weekend, um, but you are, you're paying attention because you need this and um, you are praying over yourself as well. And they see your heart. They see that, you know, you're not perfect, but, mm -hmm. um, but you're leaning into God, you're leaning into Christ. And we want to give you more and more opportunities to, to do that. And I think that that speaks volumes. I, I, I mean, I hope that speaks volumes to kids to see not only their parents, but their friends' parents and, you know, their neighbors down the street or the people that they see in small group time or whatever, that, man, everybody needs Jesus mm -hmm. and everybody needs God's grace. Everybody needs all that. So that's that's what we're trying to do is create that space for you to do that. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> I, I, um, I've been spending, especially since I've worked here, <clears throat> a lot of time time wrestling um with with some of these things and then becoming a parent myself um you know change some of that stuff but um we're at a point where where children's and in, in youth ministry does i i think need to shift i don't want to get into that conversation um um too much um but i really believe god has a plan and a strategy for us here at OCC in the LC Valley. Like I, I, I don't, I can't explain it. I feel very confidently of that. And I think it's through families. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I think 100%. And I think, uh, um, 
the you know not to burden anybody um but it your job as a parent whatever that whatever messiness that looks like is really important um and there's a lot of people that want to come alongside you and and struggle with you um but but it it, it is uh it is a huge importance that that you try that that you you put the effort forward um and and i mean again that's that's that is why we're we're creating these opportunities is for for you to come alongside um alongside us who is also struggling with it cuz um um uh please uh, correct me if i get too far in the weeds here um use your whip out your mdiv at some point if you need to i don't <laughs> want to like go off the rails too much here so okay. um <laughs> please do i don't like i don't want to be like uh, I don't totally understand, and I don't know that any of, a, of us will totally understand, um, you know, how much God is in control, but I think in parenting, sometimes that's handed over too much of like God's in control. But like when you look in scripture, um, at King David or Solomon, um, even Noah, um, and some of the, the parents of the Bible, um, God is in control for sure. There's no question about that. However, their consequences for their actions rippled through generations. I mm-hmm. mean, Solomon and King David especially, I mean, decades if not centuries mm-hmm. of consequences for their bad actions. Um, and we do have that. Th- there, There is some weight there. Some generational weight. <laughs> yes, that, yeah. that we carry. I don't know where that line is. I, I don't understand. I, I know God is at work in that. Mm-hmm. It's not clear, but it isn't worth that bet to me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm not going to bet on God bailing me out. He totally can, and he totally will. But like, I'm going to play my part in this the yeah. best I can. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. no, I no no MDiv required for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, there is. I mean, I I have parental issues with my parents, and there's a lot of deep seated stuff that happened through me and the generational curse is I, I wasn't given the proper tools to parent my kids. Um, but I come to church and I, I rub shoulders with, with people who love Jesus and love me and love my kids as much as I do and talk through things and, Hey man, I'm struggling with this. And, you know, people are praying for me and, and, um, like there is, Yes, there's a, like you said, there's a generational aspect to, I mean, really everything. I mean, Adam's sin is a generational, Mm -hmm. you know, consequence. So, I mean, we get it, but God's grace is is more than the generational curse, you know, so to speak. And a lot of times if we do church well, if we do the Christian life well, and I, I don't mean like we do it perfectly, but I mean, if we are being the church to one another, if we are praying for one another, if we show up and we just use the gifts that God gave us to further the body, further the kingdom, to just, you know, be a shoulder to, to cry on or lean on or whatever, if we do that well, that aspect of being a church, then we are helping to kind of rid that generational curse because people like me that came in with really no resources now have a community to go to mm-hmm. and go, you know, Hey, I can talk to this person 
because I'm struggling with this, or I know this person and they might have connections so that I can, you know, see any resources that I need, or maybe they've read a book that, that they could show me, or, you know what I mean? Like there's ways that we can be the church if we do it well, if we don't do it well, if we're not meeting together, if we're not, um, in the practice of living out our faith, then we're in silos. Mm -hmm. I don't know. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think that's, I think that's spot on. And, and just, uh, um, um, I hope I'm, I hope I'm not adding too much burden to everybody. Uh, so I, I apologize if I am. So I'm going to give you a little nugget of, you know, Ooh. yeah. Uh, and this comes from me and Brenton talking about this a lot over the last couple of weeks, uh, not this service, but just, just parenting. Um, there are two places you can start right now in parenting. I think, um, I think there's you, 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 your faith becomes your action. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what's going on here, but I, I trust that God is sovereign over my life. I think that's the first thing you can do. Um, and reveal that to your kids. I mean, I think going, man, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't understand this story. I don't, you know, but like, but God is good. Um, I clearly see that. I know what Jesus has done in my life. Um, let's start there and we'll wrestle together. I think that's something you can do right, right now. Um, I also think having humility. So the faith mm-hmm. in that go hand in hand, but going, um, you know, man, I've had to do this this week. You know, man, I, man, I'm sorry, buddy. Like I messed up. I shouldn't have done that to you. You were an image bearer of God. I should not have treated you that way. Yeah. Um, like those are two very hard, but also very easy things for you to start doing right now. Yeah. Um, difficult to do, but you can start right now. Um, no matter how close to the pastoral line you think you are. <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also it's. Uh, I think that's good because I think the second kind of emphasizes the first of of you just saying like you know to to be like real in your faith, saying you're sorry, being humble enough to admit your mistakes and go, I need I need God. I should you know image bearer. Uh, you're an image bearer of God, and and you have value, and God values you, and I I I didn't show you that value, and I'm sorry. Like that perspective to show kids that they matter, to show kids that they have something to contribute, that they are people Mm -hmm. Um, and they matter uh, comes from a position of, of really just having that faith and trusting, like, I don't have all the answers, but I know God exists. You know, I've, I've seen him move in my life and I trust him. I, I think you can say that and not mean it, but you can't be humble and, you know, apologize and live out the gospel if you're not really fully having that faith. So mm-hmm. like I said, you can you can yeah. say the first one of like, hey, no, I don't know what's going on, but God's there, but really not have that that heart change. But if you if you do have that heart change and that will come out in humility, I think that that makes that first one so much easier. Mm-hmm. If that made sense. I, I feel like I yeah, stumbled no, over that. But. No, it, it made sense to me. I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> Good enough for me then. Yeah. <laughs> you not so smart, so <laughs> I mean you can't even read. So <laughs> uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, all right. You should wrap this up. Yes, we should. It's what an hour and forty five minutes. That's <laughs> a new leprechaun. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
I wonder how many people now have that stuck in their heads. Because I've had that stuck in my head. <laughs> every time. Every time you guys hand me the podcast and I'm like, I'm going to edit it. I'm like, it's a new lap record. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, so uh, this coming up week, uh, we are going to have kids in service. Um, kids, youth, young adults, uh, adults, birth through, well, I mean, if you want to drop your kids off in nursery, you can, mm -hmm. but all the way up, everybody, all ages, uh, together, singing worship to God together. And then we'll dismiss you guys. And then whoever wants to stay in the service can stay in the service. And then, um, kids will be dismissed. Youth will be dismissed. Um, go to our, you know, respective areas and, and, um, get a lesson and study and crafts and games and all those things that we typically do, but we're all going to worship together. And again, the, the uh, reason for that was popcorn that, Wesley. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing is that, well, one, honestly, the easiest thing is that it is good for us to be together in yeah. worship. I mean, it, it is good. It's scriptural. Um, I've, I've looked a lot at it recently. It is scriptural for us to be together, but, it, but kids need to see, they need to see worship. Like we, we, um, I think the team does a good job. No knock on the team here, but like we can't teach worship. We can't, you know, yeah. downstairs. It's impossible. Uh, it is something that they have to see, and I think that's important. Also, I think their energy and their faith is unique as a child, and is good for us as well. Yeah, yeah, mutually beneficial. Yeah, yeah. and the rest of this podcast. If you listen to the rest of this podcast, hopefully you also see some of the reasons why we're doing this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> please rewind and listen. Please, please rewind yeah. and listen. <laughs> Go ahead and put it on 1.25 1. speed or 1.5 speed because it's long. <laughs> 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 oh. and, um, and then we're going to be studying through Anchored again. Um, we're finishing up. We'll finish that up in um, a couple weeks right up. It'll butt up against Thanksgiving. Um, but we are talking through the... Jewish council, right? The Jerusalem. Jerusalem yeah. council. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of going through Acts 15 to 30, 15, 15 to 35. I, oh, no. Acts 15, 12 to 35. Yeah. So we'll be going through that and you'll have to uh, show up and see what James is going to talk about there. I don't know what direction he's going to take it, but I'm sure it's good. It's always pretty good. So picking up on a cliffhanger. Yeah. So. Yeah. He said normally pastors just roll through that whole thing and he broke it up, so it'd be interesting to see why he did that. Mm -hmm. So, yep. So show up uh, at nine, ten thirty on Sunday mornings or Saturday. Don't show up on Saturday. Monday night at seven p.m. And uh, would love to worship with you. Love for you to be a part of the body. Um, but that's all the time we have because it's getting long. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us for Midpoint. Uh, if you have any questions. Um, or anything like that, you can send it in to occpodcast at lewistonocc.org. You can email or text that address. Um, otherwise, we hope to see you uh, in service. Um, drop in, say hi to us. Let us know what you think and yeah, how we can help you, how we can serve you, how we can be praying for you. Um, but otherwise, we'll see you soon. Know that you are loved by God and uh, OCC. Amen. Take care.